Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI. Here's the Patriots and Bill Belichick going against the Titans and Coach Jeff Fisher. Patriots down 6 nothing in the first quarter. And Tom Brady to Troy Brown and his band of renown. 58 yards, a touchdown to the Patriots, lead it by the count of 7-6. to six. Now, You know who makes the pop down there is uh, Dan Klecko made That's the pop, the and I wanted to mention that name because, Tommy, Bill Belichick told me a long time ago, geez, we, he's a man without a position. They found one for Klecko. Well, Dan Klecko is the blocking fullback right there, gets Antoine Smith into the, into the end zone, and then watch again. Here he is. They get down inside the 10-yard line. Klecko in it, fullback again. Mike Cloud carrying the football, and again, they get it in for the touchdown. And the Patriots, Patriots lead 21-16, Klecko with the smile. And why is everybody cheering? Well, no, it's not just, yeah, the Red Sox have gone ahead. David Ortiz has just driven in a couple of runs, and the Red Sox are leading up at Fenway 5-4 over Oakland in the eighth inning. Beth L. Johnson, second-round pick from the Junction Boys of Texas A&M. He can fly, and that's why they got him. No, I don't think that's going to happen right there. And a 71-yard kick return inside the 30 puts the Patriots in business. So the down three, first and 10 at the 15. Hey, hey, he, he. get off of Mike Cloud. A four-game suspension meant that this would be his first regular season game. A former BC product, now a Patriot. And the Patriots lead 31-26. And then keep singing. I bought the law and the law was lucky. But Ty Law was not. 65 yards. New England wins it by the count of 38-30. No, I think you kicked the extra point. First the touchdown. A must. As Manning rolls out. He has Klecko open. And Klecko is in for the touchdown. Well, I got to say, Christian Fourier doing the work of gathering all of the collected highlights in the career of the gentleman who's about to join us on the uh, Harbor One hotline. And unfortunately for this guy, as we uh, take a look back on the 03 season, unfortunately for this fourth round pick in his rookie year, Dan Klecko was given number 90, which means he was right beside Christian Fourier in the locker room. Dan Klecko joins Gresh and Fourier here on WEEI. <laughs> Dan, good to talk to you again. How are you? Can you imagine that's the first guy I had to meet when I was there? That idiot right there next to you. <laughs> so, Dan. You could not have been luckier. Yeah, Dan, what was it like? <laughs> Tell me what it was like, the introduction, you get your locker, then the veterans show up, and it's like, hi, I'm Christian Fourier. Walk us through that initial meeting with this guy. 
Oh, man, Christian was my guy. He, he was the one who taught me, uh, well, he was one of many of the vets that taught me how to be, how to be a professional. He was awesome, man. Welcomed me with open arms. Uh, you know, I'm so glad we're back in touch now. That was, uh, I missed you, man. Where you been? Listen, I've been having kids. Lots well, and lots of children. <laughs> lots of children. Oh, lots of different radio slots, all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. You're findable, though. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, though, I just listen, listening to those highlights, and I, I also tweeted out a whole, like, I found this. Somebody did a whole, like, documentary on you and your career, and, you know, and I forgot, like, how, you know. What was it about? Accomplished. Was it about two minutes? No, no, it was, like, it was about 12. <laughs> well, it, it, did, it did have some of your, uh, it did have some of your, uh, your, your college highlights on there, and, like, what a. Okay. If, if, were you the defensive player of the year in the in the Big East as a senior coming out of Temple? Yeah, yeah, I was, and I'll tell you, I mean, that was that was pretty cool because that's when like Miami was winning the national championship, and you know, like Virginia Tech was still top ten in the country. So that was uh, that was a pretty big honor. That that meant a lot to me for sure. Yeah, I mean, because like because they they here's what they did a lot, Clack, is they 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 showed you they kept showing like your height and your weight. And they kept like you know <laughs> talking about that. And listen, they, and, and, and when I saw this highlight um, of uh, of the the Tennessee Titans game, but so we're talking about this week, as that was like your first time yeah. at fullback, first real action. And I played the last one about the touchdown with Peyton Manning, but that whole statement yeah. from um, from Berman about yeah, we ha- we see this guy, we know he's good, but we don't know what to do with him. And in all due respect, because your measurables did not like kind of meet the requirements of most defensive tackles, especially guys that oh, right. Bill would 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 draft. Right, and it's funny. Like I, you know, I'm coaching high school now with my son, my big guy, and the high school kids are bigger than me. Like I get it. You know, it's it's no slight on me. I was I was definitely small, but I can remember Belichick would come to me literally every day in my first training camp and be like, hey. No fullback. Hey, no middle linebacker. Hey, no outside linebacker. Hey, no, you know, he would want me to know the whole front seven and then fullback. So, I mean, hey, look, uh, you know, is it is it the way I saw my career going when I first got drafted? Absolutely not. But, you know, I learned so much football in New England just from doing all those positions. So there was some good and some bad to it. So, uh, you know, I definitely enjoyed it, but, you know, would love to have just been a three technique in Tampa Bay or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Klecko with Gresh and Fourier as a part of our 2003 season walk back. It is the 20th anniversary of that championship season. And Dan, can, can we walk back to the draft for a moment going through the process? Did you know that Belichick and crew were interested in you or was it a surprise you landed in New England? I had zero clue. Um, you know, you know, obviously they ran a three, four. We just talked about my size. I, I didn't fit their scheme at all. Um, but it was funny. Uh, Thomas Dimitrov, who was, you know, the GM of the Falcons and he was obviously very integral in those, those, uh, championship teams while we were up there. Uh, he was actually the scout running the, you know, the, the short cone drills and the 40 and all at the combine. And he said, Hey man, we're going to try and get you here. And I'm like, no way. Like, there's no way I would, I would even think that. And then, uh, you know, when I got up there, he was like, you were, you were the reason, you were one of the reasons we drafted you is I just, you know, I loved you at the combine. I loved the way you, you played. So I think that was one of the big pieces of it was, was, uh, Thomas Dimitrov. You know, so, uh, cause I do, now that you're branching, I do remember sometimes that you playing, lining up as, as an outside linebacker. And I will say, yeah. Very difficult to move because I don't know, just like big meatball body with like real strong, <laughs> you know, like no, but it was like it was yeah. you couldn't get any hands on you. It was like really challenging. But 
Walk me through. You get so you realize you're going to play fullback. They want to get you on the field, right? They want to use you yeah. somehow. You're yeah. a, you're a rookie, okay? Deep long defensive tackle. Uh, the team is two and two. You're playing against the Tennessee Titans, and here comes goal line personnel. They throw you out there. Kind of go through what you were, what was going through your mind, like what your what your keys were. What did they ask you to do? Because I'm assuming at that point in time, uh, who was it? Ivan Fears probably was coaching you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, look. You know, I, I had run it a bunch in, in preseason and also was, uh, you know, I was, I was pretty used to it at that point. But, hey, look, we ran the same thing, the, the 36 and the 37, you know, kind of outside run where I had to go get the safety. So I knew I had to get in between you and, and Matt Light and just, you know, go make a hole. You know, that's all I had to do. And, I mean, I don't know if you know, I actually had a catch in that game too. My first career catch was in that game, uh, like a 10, 15-yard out, whatever it was, like a little flat route. But, I mean, I, you know, I had become already, you know, what was that, probably eight weeks into the season because, you know, you already went through preseason as well. I was so used to being used kind of as a, as a little pawn piece. You know, I, I was used to it by then. So, you know, I knew every week just be ready to, to kind of be Bill's little toy to go out there and do something. I definitely, you know, I was used to it. Hey, Dan, now that you look back, you caught a ball from Tom Brady. Probably didn't resonate at the time, but now is that a big brag point? Right. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, you know, when I get there, you know, they had just missed the playoffs the year before, didn't realize that, you know, I was going to be a, a tiny little piece of, of a dynasty, which was very cool. But Tom wasn't really Tom yet. I mean, we knew he was right. great. We knew he was a great player, but you know, I was kind of there for the ascension of Tom. So, you know, that was very cool. And, uh, you know, the best part about, about Tom was the fact that nothing ever changed about him, but, you know, I could say I caught a ball from him, Peyton, and Donovan McNabb. So, you know, it's it's it's, it's a cool little feather in the cap to, to tell my kids when they don't believe me that I played football. Yeah, I was going to say, there are very few people that weigh over 250 pounds or weighed over 250 <laughs> who have catches from, from those three guys. That is actually pretty cool. Hey, I wanted yeah. to ask you, Dan, because your dad just went into the Hall of Fame. He had a long career with the Jets. And I know Belichick wasn't coaching with the Jets at that time, but he knew what was going on in New York. You know Belichick, and he's aware of a lot of that stuff. Um, How much do you think that you came from a quote-unquote football family kind of helped you in the eyes of some of the guys in the NFL overcome that it didn't say Dan Klecko, 6'4", and 300 pounds? Right. I, you know where I think it helped me? I think it helped me to, to shut my mouth and do my job, right? You know, that's kind of the mantra up there. You know, I, I never I never went to him and said I need more playing time. I never, you know, I don't need this. And I think just the fact that guys, even at Temple, saw me, hey, just shut up, put my head down and play, even when we were losing 45 nothing to Miami. I think the way my dad taught me how to, you know, kind of be a professional before I was even a pro, you know, I think that more than anything – helped me when I was coming out. So do you, how much of that year do you remember, especially, so remember, like this is a week five, right, Dan? So yeah. just coming yeah. off a loss to the Washington Redskins, uh, lots of yeah. turnovers. I mean, your boy Klecko, your former roommate at the time, I think that was like his maybe his second or third start. So yeah, what do you right, remember exactly right, yeah. going into that week against Tennessee and then what the feeling was afterwards? Well, it was funny, you know, like, yeah, I went to Temple. We, we, we weren't the best. I'm going to just, you know, I'll lay that out there if anybody didn't know that. So, you know, we get here, we're, we're one and two or two or two or whatever. We just lose to Washington. I'm like, 
man, I went to another sucky team. I'm like, this sucks. You know, I'm like, yeah, I really wanted to win in the NFL. So after that game, Christian, I don't know if, if you've really brought this up. We, we didn't lose for 20 more games, right? We won 21 straight games and we won a Super Bowl, you know, in between those games and then another one the next year. I mean, I was, I remember all of it. You know, I remember every little bit of it. Uh, and just that ride we were on, and it was just—it was unbelievable to me. Just because, you know, coming from someone that somewhere that didn't win a ton, where, you know, no one cared about you at your games, where you know now you're you're pulling up to stadiums, and all of a sudden, guys are taking pictures of silhouettes of Tom Brady and a bus. You know, like that's pretty cool, right? Like all of a sudden you're the show in town, and and like you don't lose. Like you expect to win every time you go into a game. You know, to me that was a. Uh, an unbelievable ride, and, and I remember a lot of it, a lot of it. So we're talking to Dan Klecko, and Dan, like, so just because at that point in time, right, so you have no idea what a winning culture looks like, right? And you really right. don't know yep. what it, what anything looks like in the pros because, you know, you're as green as green can be. So after the 2-2 two and two start, were you – what was the – did you still see, like, some differences with the personnel – uh, on the on the Patriots team, as opposed to just how things worked at Temple, or was it just like you know what was what was the biggest difference? Oh God, it's night and day, right? I mean, we're, you're you're at Temple, you're here, you're going to play two defenses, maybe a blitz here and there. Whereas, oh my God, in, in New England, you're changing your defense from week to week. I mean, from formation to formation, you're changing your whole defense, right? You know, if if you got a three by one, you'll be in this blitz. If you got a two by two, you'll be in this blitz. I mean, it was just. It was night and day from what we did at Temple, uh, and then, like you said, just just learning how to, you know, what a winning culture was. You know, being around guys like yourself, guys like uh, Willie Mack, guys like Ty Law, who'd be running up Route One at, at five o'clock in the morning when you're just pulling into the stadium. I mean, it, it was, you know, to to learn what to be a professional was in New England was was my biggest takeaway. Dan Klecko is with us as a part of our look back on the '03 championship season. I always love to ask players this question because what you hear before getting there can be as wild as what it's like once you get there. So, Dan, what (laughs) did you know about Bill Belichick before you got there? And then once getting to New England, what did you learn about Bill Belichick once you were coached by him? Sure. Well, I hated the Patriots, right? When they drafted me, I was a Jet fan. I'm like, I don't want to go to the Patriots. You know, like I wanted to go to Philly or New York. That's where I wanted to go. And, uh, you know, like I said, they just missed the playoffs. I knew they ran a 3-4. But, you know, I knew Bill Belichick was a, a, a defensive genius. But, you know, I didn't know a ton about his, his mannerisms. And I don't think a lot of people did before that either. You know, I knew he spurned the Jets. So I was already pissed off at him for that. So, you know, when I got there to learn, hey, you know, shut your mouth, do your job, and, and you know, don't talk to the media. <laughs> you know, it was, it was uh, like I said, for me, the whole thing was a learning experience, right? You know, I, I, I grabbed probably five more years in the NFL just because of what I learned from him on how to, how to prepare. Um, you know, and the other thing is he might be the funniest coach in the NFL that you just don't know about when you, you know, and I'm sure, Christian, you've told that story a million times, just how funny and dry he is in the locker room and in, in the meetings, and you're like, this is not the same guy the media gets to see. No, I've, I, yeah, I've mentioned that too. So I want to go back because we also yeah. we also had Dan Copeland on a couple weeks ago um, because uh, yeah. when when he ended up being thrown in as a starter, and you guys roomed yeah. together. You guys were roommates, two young bachelors sharing a pad. I want to say 
Two idiots. Yeah. Two, yeah. No furniture either. That's maybe, exactly the way Copen described it too. By yeah. the way, two idiots. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what was uh like? Uh, who was he? Just like you know, you know, was he a slob? Like who was like? What was it? What was it like? Was were you guys uh, you fighting think, over the you remote? Think I'm gonna, you think I'm going to blow Copen up like that? No you got shot. to look. I love Dan. Right. Sure. I, you know, so I got do to we. Play against Dan for. I got to play against him for four years at Boston College, and then the fact that we we both went to New England was was pretty cool. And I think you know we were both back to back draft picks too. It was pretty cool, um, you know, it, it, to have somebody that's a rookie going through the same things with you in a, in a long season like that. I mean, you wind up playing twenty five weeks of football to just come home and commiserate with each other was was probably the most fun of the whole season. Uh, Dan, last thing for you. I want to give you a uh, a chance to brag on your pops. He went into the Hall of Fame. It's yeah. been long overdue. Yep. Just what was that Appreciate like that. for for you, your dad, your family? You know, I was going to ask about, like, you got two rings. I know your dad never got one, but damn, a Hall of Fame ring kind of makes up for not getting a Super Bowl, right? Right, and he made sure to make fun of me in his speech about that too. You know, he said, make, "Call me when you get one of these," and he pointed to his box. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that, big Jeff. What was funny? They gave him his ring at the Jets game this week at the Jets Chiefs game, so we were all up there. And you know, I'm wearing his jacket around to be funny, and and his big buddy looks at me and he goes. Danny, just think about it. You were about 70 sacks and five all pros away from that. <laughs> that was pretty good. But, man, I mean, the, the what happened in Canton was amazing. You know, the people of Canton are awesome. Uh, you know, the people that run the whole thing, that whole experience was unbelievable. But just breaking down what it meant, I think it meant more for, for my dad's family and for all his teammates and everything. Uh, you know, I think he brings them with him, you know, when he makes the Hall of Fame. You know, my dad was always – very humble he was very all about you know I, I don't get to do this without the fans or my teammates and he made sure he brought that up in all his speeches that he's had the last couple months so you know I think uh in his mind he he made it and a lot of people made it with him and it, it was it was pretty special all right so I actually do have one more question what was right. what was the most important thing whether it's in life or football that you learned from Christian oh, Fourier that you take with you, Dan, to this day? <laughs> Nothing. Hey, all right. Yeah, yeah, I did. Board shorts are acceptable anywhere. Thank you. Hey, thank you very much for that. You are right. Board shorts are acceptable anywhere with some Ugg boots that I originally brought to the team, not Tom Brady. I would like yes, everyone to know did. that. Thank, hey, Dan, yeah, exactly. Yes, I want you to call us that. Who brought Uggs to New England? 100% you. Thank Not you. Not even close. 100% Thank you. you. He used to you you he used to tease me for wearing these boots and wearing my board shorts, okay? Cuz I just lived in them and he would like just and now tease I'm the me, same tease way. me and now I was like I saw him in a pair of Ugg boots. I'm like, "Huh? Not too bad, huh? Nice and comfortable, right? When it's toasty, when it's cold outside, your toes are nice and toasty with those Ugg boots, huh? Well, yeah. Well, without Dan verifying this, I wouldn't have known that because uh, in playing in the Brady Best Buddies game, I got a free pair of Uggs from Tom. I ain't got nothing from you, Foyer, so I can't you. go sign Everyone on Everyone used that. to rip me for wearing those things. While I wore them one time, like going four-wheeling with everybody. They all made fun of me, and sh next thing I know... There's Brady on the cover of some UGG campaign. I'm like, where's my residual? With, with an emu. <laughs> holding an emu. 
<laughs> Wait, are you saying Tom Brady was the original Doug? Doug and that stupid emo? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yes. What a fun! Oh, this has uh, been fun. Hey, Klecko, You're thanks the for the time, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks for walking down memory Absolutely. lane with us. And uh, hey, there's a uh, there's an 04 season we'll be celebrating next year. So you're already booked, brother. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll see you guys. Christian, love you, brother. Hi, right, brother. To you. you too. Thanks. There goes uh, Dan Klecko, uh walking down memory One of the lane best. of 03. Really One great dude. Of the best. You could tell. Yeah, he was. Coached by a dad like that played in the NFL. It's like he prepped him for everything that was going to go on. We teased the hell out of him. I teased the heck out of him. No. I did. I did. It's it's amazing. He had the locker right next to me. He took everything. He added to it. He wasn't like you just you asked him to do something. He did it. Carry your pads. Okay. Just a great, great, an unbelievable football player, too. When you think about him. Being the defensive player of the year, yeah, at at, at five Temple at five ten two seventy five eleven two seventy. Okay, uh, I'll give him an extra right, inch. Fine, five eleven two seventy five. It's amazing. Yeah, he played a long career it, for a it, guy that was it, like it, vertically challenged. And Temple stunk and, back and I'm then. A, I'm amazed that he could actually keep his balance. My belief was that he had such great balance because evil? his head was so heavy. Oh God <laughs> Almighty! And his legs had to constantly counter. Now see, you know what? what? Now I'm see, being now he's not going to come on next year. <laughs> now you're ruining. You thought well, you ruined it before. Now you're burying him with these duds. His head was so heavy, and it was like, oh my! His, his quads were huge. I'm stabilizing believe, him. I can't believe you didn't hit him with the walking candy apple. That's another good one. Listen, I threw them all out there at him. I, I peppered him with everything. <laughs> uh, we will get Fourier's thoughts on what was then week five of that 03 season, the win over Tennessee. Fourier did start in that game, but once again, a lot swirling around the team. And it was the infamous, as you heard in the highlights, the infamous Red Sox playoff game. That ticked off a lot of players that there was cross-pollination going on. So we will get to all that tomorrow. And the lunchtime parlay is next.